Welcome to the Real Happy Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Ann, the blogger and content creator of Real Happy Mom, where moms can find encouragement and practical tips for this journey called motherhood. I also have this podcast to introduce you to other moms from various walks of life. And today on episode number 52, I'm talking to Kara about how to increase productivity and make time for yourself. So let's jump into episode number 52. All right, Kara, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I am excited to talk to you today. We have an interesting path that crossed. I was one of your guests on your summit, and I was actually reaching out to you to have you help me with a project, and I ended up being on your summit, and now I get to have you as a guest, so I'm super excited. It's fun how that works out, because yeah, you reached out to me for something, and I started to look at your site, and there were some gaps in my conference, and I was like, yep. I'm going to see if she'll speak. Yes. <laughs> and it, luckily it worked out. Yes, it worked out perfect. So thank you for coming on and talking to us today. We have some interesting things that I wanted to ask you about that I think will be helpful for some of the other moms. But before we jump into that, I wanted you to tell us a little bit about you and your business. Sure. So I actually call myself like an accidental entrepreneur because I never meant at all to do this. I was a school teacher for eight years, mostly high school, special education it's actually where I met my husband. He's a principal. It was kind of a little bit of a scandal. It was, uh, <laughs> he was my boss. But that's where we met. Um, and I loved it, but I was so burned out. Uh, mm-hmm. I was working in a school where the kids went eight to five every other Saturday. So I was, oh. I was there all day and I wasn't seeing um, my family at that point. I have three kids now. So my stepson will be 13 in a couple of weeks. Uh, I have an almost four-year-old and a two-year-old. Okay. And so at that point, it was just me, my husband and my stepson who's with us every other week. So I couldn't see him. He was in like first grade. He wasn't getting home till like 8 p.m. It was just not the type Mm. of life that I wanted. And I felt stressed out. I have always struggled with anxiety. And I found myself going into work and crying on the way in. I was like, I can't do this like physically anymore. I've lost my identity. I'm just doing everything for everyone else. And along that way, I had started to get into working on my health because I knew that I wasn't feeling good and took care of myself. So I got involved with network marketing through Beachbody. I wound up losing 70 pounds with their program before kids and I loved it. And so someone approached me about coaching and I was like, whatever, I like it. I'm talking about it anyway. Um, And we were doing Dave Ramsey, trying to get out of debt. So I said, anything to make extra money. This isn't a thing I want to do. Like I love teaching. This is what I want to do forever. And um, it kind of interrupted my life completely because I found this love for getting to kind of be like in charge of my own day being my own boss. I mean, in network marketing, like you work for someone else technically, but I just love that freedom. And I love getting to help other moms work on their own businesses, make an income, uh, get healthy. I found this passion. I found myself getting up early, staying up late, like on my preps, I was trying to work on this. I was like, okay, something's happening here. Mm -hmm. So I said to my husband, I think I want to do this full time. And he's like, this is the numbers, we're numbers people. So this is the money we need. Can you make it happen? Um, and so fast forward by the end of that year, I was able to actually replace my teaching income with um, nice. Beachbody, which was cool. And I left to do that. I did that primarily for about two years. And I felt God tug at my heart a little bit. And, he, you know, not in the most audible way, but what I felt was, I love what you're doing here. I feel like I've called you for more. And so I was always helping people with budgeting. I was helping them with time management. It's things I love to do. I was doing to, for my friends. I was helping the women in my coaching groups. 
And I decided, well, let me try something different. And I branched out. And that's kind of when a purpose-driven mom was born. And I didn't know what I was doing. And truthfully, it'll be two years in November. So purpose-driven mom is, everyone's like, wait, what? It's a super new platform. But because I'd been kind of around on the internet in network marketing, um, it didn't feel that way. But yeah, it's, it's a brand new venture for me. So year one was like, what are we doing? Year two has been incredible. So what I do is I help overwhelm moms develop systems and routines so that they can manage their time and be less stressed and go after their own God-driven goals because as moms, we forget about ourselves all the time. And so mm-hmm. I get to do that. I have a couple of ebooks, courses, a membership site, coaching, uh, and I do through my podcast, which is the Purpose of a Mom Show. So fast forward, now we're here and I get to design my days however I want and it's absolutely fabulous. I love it. Yes, yes. You you are definitely one of my inspirations. I'm like, I'm going to do that one day. <laughs> I'm still working on trying to replace the income because my husband's like, yeah, that's cute. But no, you still got to go to work. Yep, yep. So I'll be there one day, hopefully soon. We'll see. We'll see. But Kara, I consider you an expert at systems and routines just from going through some of your content on your blog and listen to you on your podcast. So as a busy working mom, I know that the best way to eliminate overwhelm is with systems and routines. So what weekly systems have you found beneficial to help reduce the overwhelm during the week? Yeah, that's a great question. I do consider myself kind of a productivity ninja. I've always, <laughs> I've always been this way. People are like, have you learned it? But I've just tightened it up as a mom because mm-hmm. now with three kids, and I work from home. I also work part-time out of the home. So I do that as okay. well. I have a part-time job that I'm also kind of looking to release <laughs> so that I can just focus on this. So I'm everywhere. And I know that if I don't have a good routine for things or a good system, I'm stressed out and I feel behind. And I know that there are moms out there that are maybe more like type B and they're, you say routine and they're like, no, thank you. But I just want to encourage you that it doesn't have to be like a structured schedule. I don't believe in that. I just mm-hmm. believe in patterns that you can create to feel a little more in control when life feels out of control. I actually struggle really badly with anxiety. And for me, this was my coping mechanism. I decided that if I was going to be proactive about my mental health, I know that um, interruptions in my routine trigger my anxiety. And so I do my best to have as many systems as I can so that if stuff comes in my way, I can cope better. And that's actually how all of these systems I came up with really started. The number one that I will recommend to all moms is a weekly planning system. Okay. This is something that I do every single Sunday. I went to a training with the Franklin Cubby team and I learned some of this and have adapted it for moms. And this is what I recommend you do when you sit down on Sunday with your planner. I am a digital paper hybrid person. So however you do it, (laughs) sit down on the week um, and you plan the entire week as much as you can in advance. This allows any interruptions to you know, not knock you down, but I do it in a certain way. So this is the order I recommend. You start with the stuff you can't change. So the appointments, Mm -hmm. you have to go to work, the drop off, the pickup, um, little things that have popped up. You put those in. When you look at your week then, what a lot of us do is we then throw in, oh, my kid needs this for the bake sale, or I have to take this kid here. This is the laundry I have to do. But instead, I recommend you start with what you need and then you mm-hmm. fill in the gaps for your family. Because when okay. you look at just the stuff you have to do, you're like, oh, I actually do have time. But we fill that time up so fast for other people. Mm-hmm. So what I suggest you do is you start with putting one thing every day for a goal you're working on. Tiny, 15-minute period where you're working on a goal. If you have a goal to declutter your entire house, then just put 15 minutes every single day where you're going to declutter your house. That's it. No more. Just a little bit. If you wanted to run a half marathon, you put your time in. After you do that, the next step is working on a habit. So if you're working on your morning routine, maybe you're working on your after-school routine, you kind of plan out what that's going to look like, and you put that in next. 
And then the final thing you put in is learning time. And I've been talking to some of the moms in my group coaching, and this was so new for them because they're so used to maybe buying a course or listening to a podcast and never doing anything with it. Mm -hmm. And I recommend you put in at least 15 minutes a day of learning for you, not for your kids. Or maybe it is like, um, I just took like a positive parenting class. It could be something like that, but Mm -hmm. it could be a virtual class. It could be listening to a podcast. It could be um, reading a book, whatever, but something for your own growth. So if you have a course, which I know a lot of us actually have digital courses we buy and sit in our inbox, right? And so you just sit and you break down, can I do 15 minutes a day of something for me. So whether it's you want to work on positive parenting, whether you're working on learning how to make a podcast or whether you are trying to figure out how to knit and you want to watch a video on how to do that, take 15 minutes a day for just something for your own growth and learning. That's only what, 45 extra minutes that you're just strategically adding into your day for you. And then mm-hmm. fill it in with the other stuff. How many times a week do you got to go to Target and how many things do you have to do at school? Put all those other things in there, but at least you're starting with you. And then you have more of a purpose as you go into your week to be more productive. I like that a lot because I think I'm like you said, the other moms where we fill in everyone else's needs and then put ourselves last. So that is definitely something I will be implementing. And I was just wondering with some of the moms that you're working with when they're doing this, what seems to be the hardest part? Is it putting themselves first or prioritizing tasks? I have found that the hardest part for them is just even coming up with a goal. Mm. That has been the biggest struggle. Uh, I've had a lot of moms go through this group coaching program this summer. And that was the one thing that I realized was so many of them were not even able to break their goal down because they they didn't even know where to start. Because what happens along the way is we lose ourselves. We forget Mm -hmm. what we like. We forget what hobbies we want to have. We can't even make goals anymore. Now, it's actually, I find, easy for them to make goals for their house Um, like your after school routine or, you know, your healthy meal planning or goals for your family or those things are not that challenging. But when I ask a mom, what's a goal you have for yourself? Blank stares. They're just like, uh, I don't know. And we were actually on a call last week. I did a master class and we were breaking our goals down in Trello, which is what I use for everything. And Mm -hmm. one of my moms, um, that I work with a lot, I knew she has this and she's like, I don't even know my goal. And I told her her goal for the next week was to spend 15 minutes every day researching different hobbies so she can find something for herself. Mm -hmm. And I was so happy at the end of the week when she came back and was like, I found something I'm going to do for me. Because sometimes that's even where we need to start is just, can you margin in 15 minutes to start reading? Like, what do you like to do? Like, what do you want to do? It doesn't have to be what anyone else wants to do. Make the goal that makes sense for you. Yes. And this is a really, really popular topic. I think we don't talk about enough as far as losing ourselves because that's one of my most popular podcast episodes. It's with Katie Cava when we talked about losing yourself in motherhood. And one of the things that I found is like a lot of times, like you said, we just don't even know where to start. So I found that, you know, thinking about in the past, what used to make you happy? When did you feel the most fulfilled? Those were the things that helped the moms with figuring out, okay, now that I'm a mom, I can still, you know, go running, maybe not a marathon, but maybe I can do a 5k instead of a, you know, half marathon, that kind of thing. So just breaking things down to make it fit your life now, not necessarily, you know, how it was before. So I find it funny that we're talking about this again here on this episode. Because it's so true. We forget, and it doesn't have to be this big grandiose thing. I think uh, what I'm thinking about a lot of words and language that have been used in my group coaching this summer. And someone had put in the comments like, wow, your goals seem really big compared to mine to somebody else. Mm. And I was like, we need to stop doing that. Like yeah. your goal is your goal for your season. And that's cool. Like a goal for you and a goal for me, it's different. 
Like I even started with the smallest goal last year because I was struggling as well. I was like, I have tons of work goals. I'm really good at making those. Like I'm really good at learning from um, my blog and my coaching and everything. But when it came to me, I was, I hadn't done anything, you know? And so I remembered, I thought, what did I like to do? Like, what was the thing that was I really passionate about? And it was reading like just fiction because I read Mm -hmm. tons of personal growth, but I just love to read since I was a little kid. There's pictures of me like in a wagon falling asleep with books. Like I love it, but I hadn't done it since I had had kids. And so I remember last November, I asked on Facebook, somebody give me a fiction recommendation. Like I just need to get back into it. It took off from there. And I, so I made a goal this year. I said, all right, well, I haven't been reading at all. So I'm going to make a goal, two books a month. So see, I just took something very tiny. Like I haven't really done it at all. So that's why I always recommend when you're like making a goal, you find baseline data. Like where were you at the start? Mm-hmm. I read maybe two fiction books last year. So what would be a, a huge jump for me that's in my comfort zone, but not too crazy? Like you have to find a good number. So I said, how about two books a month? I do run a book club for the Purpose Driven Mom Club, which is my membership. So I was like, cool, I know I'm going to get that done, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do one fiction book for me. And I thought that's doable. I can completely do that. So I said 24 books. And because I made a goal that was a stretch at the time, but something I was passionate about, the second I got back into it, it was incredible. I think I just hit 40 for the year. So mm-hmm. I've absolutely crushed my goal. And about halfway through the year, I stopped, I reassessed, I made a new goal based on my progress. You know, so I think that goal setting is like this ebb and flow between like where you were to where you want to go. And then you always surprise yourself when you actually take action. Like yeah. it's imperfect action. You're like, wow, I did this. And then you just continue to move and to grow. And um, that was one thing. It was just reading. Like I just wanted to read for me. And I found myself not watching t- in January. I was like, I'm not going to watch any TV. And I read seven books because I just nice. literally was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And I just do 15 minutes a day, 15 minutes at a time. And you see that momentum start to build mm-hmm. and you grow this internal muscle of like, oh, I can do this. It's um, if you've never read The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, it's the first personal growth book I've ever read. And it was actually one of the main principles in my coaching that I do with women is this small thing every day, creating mm-hmm. the habits, the routines and everything you need. It doesn't have to be all at once. It's why like, if you ever start a diet by like Wednesday, you're like, I'm done. Right. Cause I said, I was never going to like look at a piece of chocolate. I'm never going to eat a carb. And then by Wednesday you quit and you say, I'm going to try it again <laughs> on Monday. You know, yeah. it's the same mentality with our goals. So instead you just make tiny, tiny little, um, like steps towards it. And mm-hmm. you just grow on it at your own pace. Awesome. Now we have a goal. We figured out, okay, this is what I want to do, but how can we do better about being productive in our week with managing our own personal goals with family and work too as well? That's a great question. The first thing I recommend you do is you pre-plan out the goal for the quarter. So I use the principles found in the 12 week year, which essentially says, instead of looking at goals for the whole year, like maybe someone made 2019 goals, You look at goals in a 12-week period. You give them a little sense of urgency. That's why in sales, like the last month of the year is always really crazy because people Mm -hmm. are trying to hit their quotas. This way, it's kind of like you have four little mini years that you're striving towards. If you ever made a goal, like if say I made the goal that I was going to read 24 books this year and that was my whole goal and I didn't break it down, well, I might get to October and be like, oh, I read two books. I probably need to go finish 22 more books. You know, it gives that sense of urgency. So the first thing I recommend is one, you pick a date. When do you want to have it accomplished by? I recommend 12 week. There's a book um, by Brian Moran called the 12 week year. If, you, if anyone wants to learn more about this concept, but you take the 12 weeks and you actually break down that goal into small chunks. I like 15 minutes, um, 15 to 20 minute chunks. And you pre-plan what you're actually going to be doing each week. So let's look at an example of decluttering your house. Say by the end of 12 okay. weeks, you want to declutter your entire house. 
What I recommend, and again, I use Trello, but you can use Post-its, you can do it in a notebook, whatever you want to do. And you literally break your house down into 12 weeks. So you say like week one, I'm doing the kitchen. And then you break it down even further. Mm. Um, You know, 15 minutes, spice cabinet, Tupperware, dishes, right? Week two, I'm doing the closets and I'm doing the towels and the extra soaps and whatever. And you Mm. break the entire thing down before it even starts. Um, So before the quarter begins, you spend, and this does take me to do like my entire quarter, a couple hours. So I do it in 15 minute chunks, surprise, surprise, but I do it (laughs) only throughout the week. And I have this really great um, thing set up where I can go into the day and I already know what I'm working on because it's pre-planned and decided. We have enough Mm -hmm. decisions to make. So why not take the time when you feel like doing something? Like, you know, when you feel like doing something, you just get on a roll with it. Why not take the time when you feel like doing it? Batch all your goals while you're thinking about it. It's a much faster process. That's the way our brains are wired not to stop and start. Have Mm -hmm. the whole thing planned. So then when you do that weekly planning I talked about, and then you say, okay, what am I working on? Oh, well, it's week three of my quarter. And I said that I was going to do the kids' toys. So these are the five rooms I'm doing. Room, write them down in my planner in advance. Boom. Takes five minutes then. Instead mm-hmm. of, what should I be doing? Oh, I forget where I am. What, what part am I at in this bowl? And then it creates a sense of urgency, which I think is very needed in productivity. It, if you ever think of having a Saturday free and you're like, I'm going to organize the whole basement, you don't do mm. anything. And then it's 8 p.m. And you're like, oh, I probably should have gotten in there, right? This yeah. way, oh, okay. It's 15 minutes. I got a tiny little thing I got to do. Cool. I'm going to just tackle this. And then if you want to keep going, you keep going. And if you don't, you don't. Now you are, like you said, the ninja at productivity. So I just wanted to know about the habits that can get us there so that we can get to be more productive. Yeah. So you've heard me talk about 15 minutes because I believe it because I Mm -hmm. really believe it. And there's a lot of ways you, any mom can make 15 minutes work in their um, day. Now I believe in the power of 15 minutes because I think we either, um, we always underestimate how much time we have. And how much we can get done in just a short period of time. So if you're getting started with any sort of habit, what I recommend using is a concept called habit stacking, where you take the habit. um, All right, let's go back to that healthy living habit, because that's an easy one to break down. And you say, all right, well, I want to be healthier. That's a goal that I have. Maybe you want to lose X pounds or fit into this dress or run this thing, whatever your goal is. And you break it into four habits, one a week that you can focus on. This way, you're not saying, I got to do all of it the first week. And then you set yourself for failure and then you Mm -hmm. quit because that's a really popular cycle that we all go through. Instead, you say, these are the four things I'm going to do. So week one, in this example, I would tell women, just worry about your water. That's really important, right? Drinking half your body weight in ounces and water every single day. The rest of the day, whatever happens, happens. But if you can just focus on that one little piece for seven days, get really good at it. It becomes second nature. Mm -hmm. Then by week two depending on how you did in week one, you can always adjust and look at the data. Then you say, all right, I'm going to stack a habit on top of it. So I'm still focusing on my water, but it's not as hard. I don't, maybe I don't have to set the alarms as much, you know, it's coming more naturally to me. Well, now week two, say, I'm going to say, do my healthy breakfast. All right. So we, I'm still focusing on my water. I'm still making sure my breakfast is a healthy breakfast. The rest of the day, it's cool. Whatever happens, happens. And then week three, you'd add in 30 minutes of exercise. And then by week four, you're saying, no, you're not eating after bedtime. And then you can stack and add those habits in. What happens is because you're doing these small things, even week one, where you're just doing the water, you're going to be really proud of yourself for hitting a goal. You're not going to want to quit and you're going to do more than you realize. So yeah, you're doing your water, but then maybe you decide to take the stairs at work because you want to make a different choice or you turn down that like second cookie at the work party, whatever it is, because (laughs) you're like, oh, I want to make a better choice because I'm already doing it. And this way you create 
actual lifelong changes and not tiny things that you do for a week and then leave. Yeah, I like that because I have been using Noom. I've been talking about this a lot, but I've been using Noom. I don't know if you've heard of that one. You have. Yeah. yeah, that one is more about lifestyle changes. And I love that you brought that up because they teach that a lot. You know, like let's get into eating more vegetables or, or things like that instead of like, you know, putting restrictions and saying, okay, you can't eat any sugars, no carbs, none of that. Because of course, as soon as you put a restriction on something, it's like you want it even more. So I love that you're saying um, that these are lifestyle changes. And I definitely will start doing some habit stacking so that maybe I can get a few more things done during the week. So thank you for sharing that with us, Kara. Now, before we sign off, I just wanted you to share either a quote or some encouragement for moms when it comes to motherhood so that we can either be more productive or just feel good about ourselves. Yeah, I was thinking a lot about this, actually, because I was having a tough mom morning. Like today, Mm. even this morning, I needed to reframe myself before we got on because I was like, oof. Um, and I, I wasn't sure what my, like, I was like, why does this feel hard? And I was texting it through with my husband because he has to think everything through with me, you know? And so I was like, let me talk through why I feel this way. And of course mm-hmm. I can always do it better after he leaves the house and I'm <laughs> That's what I meant to say. But what I said to him, I was like, I just feel frustrated today because I feel I'm tired. I said, I'm physically tired. Mm-hmm. My son's not sleeping. I was like, I'm physically tired. Um, I'm not able to sleep without someone touching me. Like I don't get any breaks. I was like, mm-hmm. but I'm also like mentally tired. I'm tired of saying the same things over and over and no one listening, but everyone listens to you the first time they say it. I'm like, and I'm tired. I have a teenager now. So I'm like, I'm, I feel invisible is what I said to him. I'm like, I literally talk to my teenager and he like walks away. I'm like, oh, hi, have a nice day. You know, like <laughs> it's hard. And my, mm-hmm. I've, and then I have toddlers. So I have, I have both ends of the drama right now where I'm ignored on one end. And then on the little end, they just, I just feel like I'm saying no all day. You know, mm-hmm. I'm saying, don't do this and stop. My kids are biting each other lately. And I'm like, what oh, is man. happening? No <laughs> one is listening to me. Like, I literally feel like I'm not in the room. And I have like a moment. And I want to just talk to the mom out there who probably feels the same way, but feels really alone. Because I think in motherhood, we can feel so invisible because people don't share these moments. People mm-hmm. don't share, like, it was embarrassing. Like I asked for help in my Facebook group the other day, like about my kids biting. And I was like, this is ter- People are going to think I'm a bad mom. I can't share this, all these things. Mm-hmm. And I had to stop. And I want to just remind any mom, like social media is where people share like their highlights and their mm-hmm. excitement. And I, I share this on my Facebook because I found my Facebook page has just become me sharing things that I want Facebook to tell me in my memories. Like, so it's just like, mm-hmm. you know, it is, it's a highlight reel, but on yep. Instagram in the Insta story, that's where I'm real. That's when I like share the whole thing. But I realize all the people who are on my Facebook don't see that. So I, I made a post about that. Like go to Instagram. because That's mm-hmm. where I'm really. <laughs> but yeah, everyone shares a highlight reel and maybe you feel invisible. Maybe you don't be feel seen by your spouse or at work or by your kids. And you just feel like, what is the point? Mm-hmm. Just know like what you're doing in the day to day matters so incredibly much, whether your kids say thank you, whether your husband says great job, whether you mm-hmm. hear you're a great mom, like all of those things matter. And you're not alone. Every single one of us is at some point going to like carry a screaming kid out of the target and feel good. <laughs> like all of us are going to yes. go through it. And if more of us share it openly and honestly, I think we'll all feel a little less alone. So to any mom out there right now who feels invisible, like I see you girl, I see you yes. so much and you got to start seeing yourself so that you can feel like, like I was able to process because I've been working on this. Like, this is what I feel right now. I know it's not the truth and we're going to have to move on, you know, because I can't live in a state of feeling like a bad mom all the time. Mm -hmm. Because I would, I would literally just sit and beat myself up over like all the things, but we're going to make mistakes. It's okay. We just got to keep it pushing. 
Yes, that is really good. Thank you for sharing that. And you made me think about something because I had to get myself pumped up this morning. So I have um, a couple of Christian rappers I listen to who like spit some crazy fire. So if you ever need some inspiration, I'll send you some songs that'll get you pumped. (laughs) So I was listening to Andy Minio and I promise you sound just like him in that song because he was talking (laughs) about that, talking about how, you know, he was, I think he said he was going through depression or something like that. And he was like, yeah, you know, like you see the highlight reel, but you don't see, you know, you know, the people when they go out and you see them drinking, you don't see them when they're like throwing up and on the toilet, those kind of things. He was like, you, you only see the good stuff, but just know that there are things that people are struggling with. So thank you for sharing that and making us feel real here. You know what? I think that the more open we are about things, the more that we can destigmatize, like this feeling everyone has of like, you have to be perfect. If you've ever heard the poem by Marianne Williamson, Our Deepest Fear, uh, it's one of my favorite poems when I was teaching, we would have the whole kids had to memorize it. And we'd have like this whole mm. high school stand up and say it. And, but one of the lines is like, um, you know, when you let your light shine, you unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. And as you're liberated from your own fears, our presence automatically liberates others. And it just reminds me like, we have to, be real, be honest, be vulnerable, share. I I don't want social media, like can be this place where it's like complain, complain. And you know, those people, and Mm -hmm. you don't have to do that. But I really truly believe that God is like, this is your mess. Turn it into your message in a good way. Open Mm -hmm. the communication, open the lines up. um, Because I think it will help a lot of women, a lot of moms just start to dream for themselves again and start to see other things and just feel better about the situations that maybe they feel a little bit stuck in. So yeah, I appreciate any conversation that's open and real because so I'm just, I'm, you get tired. Like, I don't know, I'm 35, but when I turned 30, I was like, I'm just tired. Like, I'm tired of, like, pretending. I'm tired of showing up at events I don't want to be at. I'm tired of, like, being someone I don't feel like I want to be. And, like, for me, mm-hmm. I'm a newer Christian. I was saved it was six, six years ago last week, actually. Um, so I became a Christian as an adult. And things snapped and changed in my life. And since then, I've just, like, gotten this fire in me to share my testimony in a way that, like, empowers as much as possible and just stop hiding behind this life that we feel we have to live perfectly because it's Mm -hmm. just not true and it isolates other people around us. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. I really appreciate you and having you on to give us some productivity tips and give us some inspiration too, because yeah, you got me ready. I'm excited. So (laughs) where can uh, moms go to find out more about you and to learn more about you online? Sure. So the first place I'll recommend is my podcast, The Purpose Driven Mom Show. If you just search it on all your podcast players, you can come hang out with me there. And my blog is apurposedrivenmom.com. I'm on Facebook, but I prefer Instagram, as I just said, at a purpose driven mom. Uh, and I also have a Facebook community group for any moms who just want some encouragement and chat. It's like about a thousand moms and we just kind of like talk about our days and give suggestions and stuff. Uh, and you can just search a purpose driven mom community on Facebook and it pops up for you. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Kara. I'll make sure to keep all of that in the show notes so that we can get to it. So thank you. Thank you, Kara. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Now that does it for this episode of the Real Happy Mom podcast. To find the links in the show notes, head over to realhappymom.com slash 52. There you'll find a complete blog post as well as all the links mentioned in this episode. And do me a favor, rate and subscribe this on whatever platform you're listening to. This helps me to know that this is useful and that other moms should listen to this too. Thanks so much for listening. I will catch you in the next one.